rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment, you're stressing, but you're going to be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains. Haters swerving, because they ain't ready for your final version. Whoa. I'm never going to give up, give up. Fall down, I just got to get up, get up. You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Good morning, everybody. And it's really a pleasure. I have uh, Bahar Musa with me. I, I, wanted, I wanted to pronounce her, her name first so I can just see how many times I can get it right or wrong. We're going to talk about academics. So this is kind of a trivia test for me, Bahar, to see how often I can pronounce it correctly. And how we'll try to get at least 20 times, both Bahar Musa. And, 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 and President Joe, I'd like to say uh, the President Joe Bertolino, but he likes to be known as that moniker. But, you know, for, for those of you that are just listening, uh, President Joe, Joe Bertolino has been here at Southern Connecticut State University as president for 18 months? 18 months. For, for 18 months. So he's, but from New Haven time, he still is a newbie and hasn't even, <laughs> hasn't even been baptized yet. But he survived for 18 months, so we wish him for 2018 and even beyond a, a more exciting and, and, and thriving kind of opportunity. We're going to talk about a lot about education and what education means, and I was just chatting with President Joe Berlino and, and Bahar uh, Musa Prader going online about it, could we be having this discussion during the Reagan era, during the, uh, the, the the Roosevelt era, Roosevelt one and two, by the way, uh, uh, during the Harry Truman era, and not to say that D.C. impacts everything, not to say that our national politics in, impacts the the direction and purpose of education, but I think we all feel that particularly these days there is kind of a direct impact. But this is not this is not. I promise you, this is not going to be a. a uh, uh, a bashing of the DC situation show. Use, I'm not going to use this excuse as a subterfuge. This show is a subterfuge to kind of uh, jump on my bandwagon because education will be uh, is is important, has been important, really separate and apart, and regardless of who's in DC right now. And so we're going to talk a little bit, little bit about social justice and and change and neighborhood relationships and the, the purpose of institutions and just kind of those macro issues. But we have in front of us uh, President Joe Bertolino, Southern Connecticut State University president. And and uh, Bahar Musa to really share with us what's going on currently at Southern. Southern is a long-standing institution here in New Haven. Yes, we know that Yale was here, like in 1701, and others in Quinnipiac and University of New Haven, et cetera. But the but the unique role that that Southern Connecticut State University has, has been playing in terms of our educational standpoint, the, the new buildings, your medical services, your new business school. Don't sleep on on Southern Connecticut State University. I uh, live nearby, by the way, Joe. So I I'm kind of partial to, to you guys. And Bahar is a senior, and she's been involved. You're also president, Bahar, of your, which, which organization? Um, I was actually the vice president of the Muslim Student Association. The vice president of the Muslim Student Association, and, that, and that's key. Uh, so, 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 so uh, President Joe, welcome. Thank you. Bahar, welcome. Let, let's, let's jump off. Uh, what's on your mind as we kind of sit on this hot seat this morning? <laughs> well, Southern is a pretty exciting place. Mm-hmm. I've been here for 18 months, and I have to say what has... Uh, made me most proud about Southern is that we are what I would consider a working class university, Mm -hmm. an institution that is an every person's institution. Mm. Most of our students, 94% of them are from the state of Connecticut and 85% of the students that graduate from Southern Connecticut actually stay in Connecticut. That's key. To be both our future employees, future mm-hmm. employers, future taxpayers. Mm-hmm. So I've certainly been um, banging that drum, if mm-hmm. you will, in Hartford mm-hmm. 
given the current budget situation. Yes, 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 indeed. And Bihar, what kind of attracted you to Southern? I mean, you, you went, to, you grew up in the, the Naugatuck Valley area. Did you go to, what school and in, in, what high school did you go to in, in the area? Um, I actually went to Caner Tech in Caner Waterbury. Tech in Waterbury, yeah. okay. And what attracted, what, what, what was it about Southern? I mean, at the time that you applied, you're a senior now, President Joe was not there, so yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't say you wanted to get to know him. But what, what kind of attracted you at that point? Um, I toured a lot of schools throughout um, high school just to see what kind of school I wanted to go to uh, for college. But when I came to Southern, um, uh, I just saw the involvement that there was and the location was really great. And I also wanted to stay close to home instead of, um, you know, dorming somewhere that would be too far of a commute. Mm -hmm. So um, I think Southern overall was just like the best choice for me. Sure. And that that, that kicks in President Joe Bertolino in terms of the, the working class, the the the, the New Haven roots of, of your yes. a, a lot of, of your population. Let's jump to so, social action in May in March. I'm sorry. In uh, uh, last month, November, your social it was a social action month. We got social action week. I was really surprised and pleased when I saw the this emphasis on social action and social change and social justice. Really, t as a not just a one class situation, but a university wide kind of initiative. And you were involved with that to some degree as well. So before you jump in, share with us what, how important is the social action, social justice, social change uh, that month, those activities were, are, are to the, for the student body. Um, well, when President Joe first came, we had Social Justice Week, which uh, we all really loved and enjoyed. Um, and there was a lot that was happening on campus. And um, I think it was really great for the university to switch it to the entire month mm. because there was so much that we are kind of opened our eyes to. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of us might think that we are educated about certain topics, but it's not until you actually dive deeper into um, things about social justice where you actually realize, well, you know, I am uninformed about a lot of these things and mm -hmm. I can kind of, you know, get a better grasp on a lot of things that. I'm just not aware because of my, you know, day-to-day -day interactions with um, certain people or certain things. So um, that's key. I think, that's yeah, key. That's key. Definitely. So he's earning, he's earning his money then in your opinion. He definitely oh, is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we paid you to say that. So you can, but so, so uh, I mean this, because the social justice week, the, the month did not really exist in its, in its form that prior to your coming, correct? Yes. There had been a social justice week that had just started. Just there started. There had been a president's commission um, on inclusiveness. Mm -hmm. And when I arrived, we shifted that to a President's Commission on Social Justice. Perfect. Expanded the Social Justice mm -hmm. Week to Social Justice Month. Um, Re-energized our commitment to social justice in our mission. Mm -hmm. And then began to gauge, engage in conversations about the meaning of social justice and whether or not Southern should position itself to become a social justice university and the social justice university of the state of Connecticut. And that's particularly important, I think, because if you look at the demographics mm -hmm. of New Haven, mm -hmm. um, they're changing pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. 40% of our students at Southern are students of color. Mm -hmm. And I anticipate that within the next decade, we will see that Southern will become a Hispanic-serving institution, a minority-serving institution, and I want those children that surround, uh, in, in New Haven, that surround the university, who may not aspire to higher education and not think that it's possible, mm -hmm. to know that Southern is there for them and that it is possible. I see that as mm -hmm. a moral obligation mm -hmm. and a moral mm -hmm. responsibility. Fascinating, fascinating. I mean, even just last, we're going to, by the way, you listen to the Tom Ficklin show in, in Bihar, Musa. Yes. 
is here. That's three, four, three, three times I've pronounced times, it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, President Joe Berlino, president of Southern Connecticut State University. Um, but even last week, you had an event with uh, uh, Mayor Harp and for the the, the, uh, the dormitories. There was something going New on. With, with, yeah. So tell us about that. Uh, great program. Um, currently, the New Haven Promise program, uh, as you know, provides scholarship opportunities. Uh, to high school students in New Haven who meet certain criteria to attend any college or university they wish. Um, in our case, we have about 390-plus New Haven Promise mm. Scholars. Mm-hmm. We have the highest, the largest number of New Haven Promise Scholars in the program attend Southern Connecticut State so University. Connect, yeah, direct connect, yeah. It's hard to compete with a UConn mm-hmm. um, who might be throwing a few extra dollars their way. Um, so we have developed a scholarship program that allows us to provide a handful of students with free housing mm-hmm. um, in return to being part in return for being part of a highly selective uh, leadership development program. Mm. And that, that connects with your the integration and the leadership and the communion communion, if I can use that term, of the students and learning outside the classroom, but also still on campus. That's right. Uh, that, 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 that's perfect. Now, this was as as president of uh, if we can just take drop back for a second as a president of a university, particularly coming in because you're, you're you were new new to the area, correct? And you threw in the word mission to change to to change, modify, impact any institution's mission takes time mm-hmm. to uh, to throw this uh, uh, theme on on I, I'm being kind of sarcastic on on the t- total campus because there might have been some, you might have had some pushback that took a lot of courage also. So the the persuasion. What were you attract during your interview? Were you did you kind of mention that this is what you're kind of thinking about? And do you think that was an attraction to to your being here? Well, in 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 the interest of full disclosure, Southern already had built into its mission, okay, um, the value of social justice. Good. Now whether Good. Um, whether it was manifesting whether itself, it, it yeah. was manifesting mm-hmm. itself as a whole different mm-hmm. conversation. I came to Southern having been a social justice educator for more than 25 years. Fascinating. Good. And so, so you were, you were it was a priority <laughs> for me coming into the, to the job uh-huh. and folks knew that. So if they weren't interested in someone who was going to espouse social justice, I wasn't, you wasn't guy. the guy. You wasn't the guy. Right. Fascinating. That That's helpful. And that's important for our listeners to know that everyone comes, if not with baggage, with reputation, with skill sets, with biases, with, uh, with ideologies, with, mm-hmm. with perceptions of what reality is or are, you know, what, what reality might be from their standpoint. And to be in a leadership position, it's, it's a, it's a political decision to go with you versus whoever else they were interviewing. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so that's a statement also to your board, your trustees and your leadership committee, uh, the people that hired you, you know, in terms of that structure to really place their, their confidence in you to be that, as you say, the leading edge, hopefully in the state. And then the, let's go for the nation, you know, be, let's mm-hmm. go for the nation. <laughs> you were going to bring in Mike Brown, Mike Brown's father, but he was sick, I believe, right? In, that's in, right. In he, November. Wasn't, he wasn't able to make it. And I want to jump to that in terms of social justice, because that some somewhat implies if, if Mike Brown's father had been here, but it's not, we all know in terms of Mike Brown and the, and the, his, his death, et cetera. Um, but some people would say that you brought him by your bringing in, that you extended the invite to his father and his father accepting that either you did not believe that the decision was correct or you or you thought in, that, in this case that the justice system was not, did not fulfill its obligation. I mean, that puts you kind of on the public, public spotlight in my mind that you were kind of questioning and I'll, you could throw in any words you want about whether the judicial system had operated, particularly in this, in the, let's just say in this one case, in a fair and, and social justice way. So so the reason for bringing uh, Mike's, for extending the invitation to Mike Brown's father was? 
Well, I, I think the reason was to engage the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether one feels as though what happened was fair or unfair, um, I think is for individuals to decide. What's mm-hmm. more important to me is that we're bringing individuals in to provide a particular point of view and then creating a forum in which individuals can agree or disagree. Perfect. And do so in a respectful manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and also providing opportunities for alternate opinions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think is also critical. Yes. I mean, we're best to engage in conversations about social justice um, and about topics. We're better to agree to disagree mm. and engage the conversation mm-hmm. than at a college and university. Indeed, indeed. Perhaps, perhaps one of the, re- the last refuges re- refuge of this kind of thing taking place. Do you concur with that, Bahar? I think I think we were all pretty excited to see um, his father come just because I think, again, we all did want to see, you know, the, the sides of the story and ha- actually engage in that conversation because there are opposing views um, depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would just been a great way for people to actually just, you know, listen and just hear what um, someone that's actually been going through this um, has to say instead of just, you know, reading on the news yes, and yes, then, you know, the one-sided yes, indeed, thing. Indeed, yeah. indeed, indeed. I, I, I'd also add, mm-hmm. and, and this is important, mm-hmm. we've been talking a great deal about issues of race over the course of the last couple of years mm-hmm. and what it means in particular to be um, a black man and a young black man in mm-hmm. this country. Mm-hmm. As the population of young black men increases at a place like Southern, the experience that those young men have I think it's important for them to be able to share. Yes. And for others, especially those of us who are in the majority, quote unquote, population or those that hold positions of power, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have a fuller and better understanding of what that experience is and how and what our responsibility is in, in to participate and to support those. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Those, in, those individuals. Um, you know, I, I think, I think ultimately when, when we talk about different, different speakers coming to campus, Mm -hmm. I always remind students the worst thing you can do is shut a speaker down Okay, because when you shut the speaker down, the speaker wins because they, in my opinion, are able to say, see, this group didn't allow me to exercise my Speech. Good point. You shut down uh, hate speech with speech mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and with dialogue and with conversation. Um, sometimes that's passionate. Sometimes it's effective. Sometimes it's not. But it certainly is important. I, I appreciate your you're mentioning that because those of us that don't go to that aren't really directly attached to institutions of higher learning perhaps don't understand how important what you just said is. Uh, we know that from the outside when Richard Spencer wants to speak somewhere, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, a, a blowback, if you will. In, in that regard, uh, President Joe Bertolino, would you invite Richard Spencer uh, here to, to campus? I would invite any speaker to campus. Okay. Um, and then I, I would encourage folks to make, make a decision that is best for them. Mm-hmm. You can choose to attend or Good you point. can choose is not it, to. Attend. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can choose to, have an alternate speaker mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. What I would probably be more inclined to do 
is ask a contro what a perceived controversial mm-hmm. if they would come and and be on a panel with someone oh, else good. who has a yeah. different point of view mm-hmm. and then have uh, a neutral facilitator Excellent. who can engage the debate where the audience can ask questions um i think that's far more powerful absolutely than just an individual Abs- absolutely good. i like there that and speaking and saying yeah x y and z and, and consistent with with free free, free speech yes. and, and democracy and yes. the socratic kind of thing and, and pedagogy that's that's really that, that that's important you have again you're listening to the tom ficklin show and i have bahar musa all right that's five <laughs> times and President Joe Bertolino, uh, Joe's uh, been here around 18 months, going on two years at Southern Connecticut State University, which I believe it said several names. Initially, it was the New Haven Teachers College. It was it had a name prior, several names, but but it, it was the uh, university even until, you know, not necessarily recently. But the, but the evolution of the school and then to see this imprint that you're now providing, if anyone's... Uh, if they've seen the Adante Center, which I still can't remember what was there. I've lived in New Haven since 1971, but to see that tremendous building that, that's gone Fabulous. up. And, and you have a, a medical building. I We have a brand new uh, library, which is, which is beautiful, uh, a brand new science building. Science we are building, building yes. a new Center for Health and Human Services okay. uh, for our, our nursing and social work and other prog- health-related programs. And uh, we're also building um, a lab school, which with the city of New Haven on our campus, which will be uh, pre-K through four. Tremendous, tremendous. And um, and eventually a new business school. So so a new business school, a new business school. So a lot of good place to be. A lot of momentum. All right, right all now. right, all right. And a good time <laughs> if someone's listening and they're thinking about their senior or even junior thinking about their college choices. It's a good time for them to listen to the show and apply to Southern. That's apply right. To That's right. They'd Southern. be pleasantly surprised by what they find. <laughs> Come on for a tour. I was, uh, you had, in terms of this, as, as, as just to digress, your jazz series yes. is really statewide popular. I don't think any other State University has. I know that West Westcon has some some events, but no one has. Eastern doesn't. Uh, Eastern doesn't. Western Western doesn't. Central, I don't think has that jazz series that's so so popular in terms of the world renowned jazz people that you bring in, and people come from throughout the state just just for that. Just for that, it's one of the premier um, jazz series in the entire in all of New England and the. This is this is this is impressive. This is impressive, and yes. it sells out. And the prices are still reasonable. They are prices are very very reasonable. So I want to just give you that kudo. So, so you'll just put me on the press list as we move forward. For the, <laughs> you know, everyone has heard their own attention. Again, this is the Tom Ficklin show. Any questions for me? I don't normally throw that out so quickly, wow. but but I wanted to uh, just uh, jump. The, the spirit tells me to kind of just pose that pose that to you guys. Well, I don't know if I have a particular question, but one of the things I did want to mention was sometimes th- this concept of social justice gets a bad rap, if you mm-hmm. will. That, oh, it's, it's about a, a, a particular agenda. And that just isn't the case. I think the social justice um, distinguishes between equality and equity. Mm-hmm. And I always use, I use this, are in one of my recent videos hmm. this notion of shoes mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that I'm going to give everybody a pair of shoes 
I'm I'm going to give everybody a pair of shoes, and uh, and basically be able to say everybody gets a pair of shoes. Yes. Congratulations! Now we're all equal. The concept of equity, however, basically asks the question: Well, what kind of shoes do you wear? Do you need? Mm-hmm. So if I go with equity, I might say, okay, Bahar, I'm going to give you a pair of size 12 men's boots. Men's boots, right. And I'm going to give you a pair of women's size 3 stilettos. That's right. You both have right. shoes. You're both five, five equal. Congratulations. <laughs> red. I've done my oh, job. Red, Yay. <laughs> Where when we talk about the concept of equity, I'm asking you, what's your shoe size? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, and what will help you to be successful? Let's let's and I, I appreciate your sharing that again. This is the Tom Ficklin show because we're going to hear these the, these if you will bu- buzzwords, metaphors, uh, flavor of the month kind of social change words. But there's a there's something built into how this how society should evolve. Whether we want to go back to Socrates or Athens or or Egypt or uh, or, or the Renaissance period. So we're in a, a really critical period in terms of the role and purpose of our universities, so-called, and I say so-called higher learning. We know the Southern is a place of a higher learning, but still the, the evolution of, of, of society and species and the, 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 uh, uh, the, uh, the, the training or the, the, the background that high school students might or might not bring to the situation. So the challenges are really there from an instructional standpoint. But my question to you is, when you talk about social justice, can it permeate? And this is kind of a, not necessarily a trick, a, tr- a trick question. You may not have a specific answer, but for the business school, uh, would social justice kind of impact whether you go, go with social capitalism, whether you go with new innovative models for, for, uh, for sharing wealth? Would it be, would, would, would social justice impact your distribution models, your, your economic models, your, your, your business school planning, your innovation? You know, I'm, so I'm curious how, from a curriculum standpoint and an instructional standpoint, how the, the social justice mantra can really be incorporated and sung by almost as many people on campus as you can, that you can recruit. I think that um, it, it should be able to, uh, we should be able to cast a wide net across all disciplines, mm-hmm. period. And there are ways to do that depending on what the discipline is. Indeed. But the easiest way to do that, first and foremost, at a place like Southern, is to ensure access mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. equal learning opportunity mm-hmm. and equitable learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. Understanding that our students are each coming from different places and different experiences, mm-hmm. um, so that they can each leave uh, with a with a degree and be successful. Good point. Yes, um, I, I think that's probably more important. Um, in adjusting the curriculum to meet the needs of our students. I mean, 85% of our students work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In some cases, they're supporting additional folks um, at home. And I'd even add, we are beginning to partner with both Gateway and Housatonic. Tremendous. um, To make sure that we have individuals right at both of those institutions uh, that are able to help with the transfer piece, but more importantly, we're engaging conversations about potentially offering a handful of four-year degrees at Housatonic so that when a student finishes their ba- their associate's degree, they can roll right into Tremendous. Uh, a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And that works, for example, for um, uh, a, a working mother who only can attend Housatonic in the evening, would never be able to get here to New Haven, and she's become comfortable with the community that she's in. Indeed. And we're able to provide so your, her your with more options. So your professors would take courses at Housatonic that would still be credited? Yep. 
So who would teach those courses? Uh, some of our professors. Well, they would they would be professors that were hired by Southern. Okay, okay, but but yes, the for Southern curriculum. But would be teaching just exclusively. They would be teaching at Housatonic. That's, that's correct. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I had a chance to teach uh, two semesters at, at Gateway in terms of the, uh, public communication kind of course, uh, public speaking, uh, and I really enjoyed it. And yeah, the the variety of of, of, of students and of all ages and and the demog- and the and the, the Creole. A metaphor of of a mix of mixed population is really so so fascinating to see, and and and, and as you particularly you just alluded to the different kind of the various learning styles that, that people have, mm-hmm. that that's really key. Your Bihar, your home is you're you're from near Russia, no, no, near Pakistan. No, I'm no. actually from um, this, uh, over <laughs> two. I'm, I'm not gonna drive over three. <laughs> well, I'm originally I'm from Kurdistan, which is you know the northern Iraq, Syria, Turkey. Okay, Iran. yes, um, yes. So yeah. So do you go, were you were you born there? I was, yeah. So tell us a little bit a little about about that experience of because I mean you're a global traveler and again <laughs> it's not just New Haven people that come to Southern. We have a, 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 a world person. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I came here when I was about three months, so okay. um, you know, I didn't really have much experience in Kurdistan, but um, I have gone back a few times and it is very different than what you know growing up in Naugatuck is like. So indeed, um, it's definitely a whole different type of atmosphere but i'm very grateful that i have you know all the opportunities that i do have here um and am able to obtain a degree and you know better myself for you know for all the things that my parents have done for me to get to this point so. that's key that's key that's key that's key and and again the, the global awareness and outlook and just understanding that we're just a small speck of dust kind of hurtling mm-hmm. through space is really really important do you practice any are you particularly there's different uh, muslim sex kind of thing are you particularly sunni or um, I guess you could say I'm Sunni. Um, I just think I'm Muslim. Um, okay. You know, trying to fall into a category sometimes is a little, um, you know, makes a divide that I feel mm-hmm. like is unnecessary. Um, but, you know, I am practicing and I also have a good sense of my culture as well. So when I'm going home, I'm speaking Kurdish fluently and I'm, you know, yes. I have that upkeep that I don't ever want to lose. Um, you know, you integrate, but you don't want to like forget anything or forget, you know, your culture or your customs and the food you eat and, you know. The language, so uh, I think that's really important as well. And I'm so glad that that uh, Bahar mentioned that uh, President Joe because you were alluding to. Uh, I'll, I'll use kind of macro terms and the purpose of the radio show. You really can't delineate as much, but you're you're alluding to either the integration or the assimilation into the the culture at Southern. And I was trying to indicate what, what can your curriculum kind of help drive that a little bit. Uh, but to hear what what you just mentioned in terms of sometimes that dichotomy about who you are and then who you want to be and then who you're interacting with that's the continual challenge, is, is it not? It is. It is. I, I think um, what's critical in a community like ours is to prepare students to live in a global, in, in a global world, in Indeed. a global setting. Yes. Um, our, our students are connected twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. um, on a very small device. Yes. Um, it, it really doesn't. It, what's interesting to me is, um, no matter how, no matter how much individuals will try to tribalize the country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or divide, if you will. Um, th- that, that will only be effective in the short term mm-hmm. because the, the reality is that our own country is becoming more brown. Mm-hmm. The world is becoming more open. And um, I think... Those who are used to holding power um, are finding it difficult 
mm. um, to share that power, mm-hmm. and that will uh, that will continue to happen, um, or, or organically over time. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, n- no matter what anyone does. In my personal opinion. Interesting, interesting. I pr- appreciate that. I, I better get to gotta get to know you a little little, little, little better. I'm, I'm eighteen months late. I'm eighteen months late. It's like the Juneteenth, you know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta come around the come around the bend a little little later. Uh, again, you're listening to the Tom Fuquin Show and and uh, Bahar Bahar Musa is with us. Give you a chance, to, you know, interaction. You know what I mean? No, and and President Joe Bert Bertolino. Uh, where'd you grow up, Joe? I am a New Jersey boy, born and raised. Okay, uh, South Jersey. Or as we say in Jersey, exit three of the New Jersey State okay. Turnpike. All right. mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia was the city growing up um, and, and uh, went to school in Pennsylvania. Uh, small Jesuit school. I'm the product of 16 years of Catholic school. Okay, I won't hold that against you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, although I do have a ruler around so in case you want to <laughs> kind of just you know, slap it on the knuckles there. I mean, I'm not... Well, be the, yeah. Um, I will. I, I, I went to the University of Scranton in Northeast Pennsylvania. Had a great experience there, um, and started as a as a Catholic school teacher for a little while. Rolled right into uh, higher education, mostly in student affairs, mm-hmm. almost exclusively in student affairs, um, and, and that's where I have been for the last twenty seven, twenty eight years. Uh, twenty years in in the New York City area at a variety of institutions. Four years up in Vermont as a president there at a small school, and now here in Connecticut. When you saw when you saw the job listing, did someone call you? I'm always curious about the the, the, the tipping points, Bahar, mm-hmm. and this might be of interest to you in terms of person's career and whether you get a call, whether you see a posting, whether it's just an old friend that you meet at a party. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the tipping point when? Because I mean, I, I'm assuming you hadn't really thought about Southern until it came. To, you had never heard of us, probably. In, in, in real- I I had only heard of Southern for. Um, Two reasons. Uh, I had actually, <laughs> I had actually applied for the presidency a few years back. Okay, um, we gave him a second chance, and and mm-hmm. um, wound up instead at uh, Linden State in Vermont, which was great. Um, but I was also uh, when I went to Linden, I was uh, living four hundred miles uh, from my partner, mm-hmm. um, who is mm-hmm. in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and. Uh, while I had a four-year stint there, Barry Papazian, um, who I had known from conferences and we okay. had worked at Kennedy yes. together, pulled me aside one evening and at a conference and said, by the way, I'm leaving. Um, I think you might be a good fit. You should consider throwing your hat in the ring. So yes. I walked over to the uh, search firm, mm-hmm. gave them my card and said, uh, if you think it might be a good match, let me know. And they called, and here I am. See, that's perfect. And again, so so networking, friendships, yes. your, your cohort, the collaboration, people. Again, and that's as I, as I hear you talk about the the culture that you're uh, s- supporting and and designing at Southern. I see that to be part of part of part of your intention too. Mm-hmm. The, the networks, the, the bonds that you that you uh, that you that the students can 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 kind of create. And the desire to even stay in touch afterwards, because sometimes a college experience can, well, this is my college friend, but I don't need him or her afterwards. But I hear you saying that you're, you're asking people to kind of, the students to recognize that they were each a, a value to one another now and in the future. And, and, and let, let's kind of share that, right. that, 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 recipro- that, that, that reciprocity. Good. Uh, uh, I can't let this, can't give you too many, I was kidding you, Bahar, about, because if you go, you'll see on face on the uh, Facebook page, and we'll put on, I'll give Harry some of the links of the, I think you did four interviews with, 
with uh with, with President Joe. So I don't want to give him too many softball questions like you gave him a lot of <laughs> softball questions. Blowback feedback resistance that you felt thus far to to any degree from a faculty standpoint. Um. We won't mention any names. No, you know. no, no, not really. Uh, you know, Although I could mention a few, but I won't. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could, but <laughs> I, I think that uh, any blowback, first of all, you always get blowback in this job. I'm the president. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so sometimes it generally has to do with uh, shared governance and mm-hmm. uh, has to do with uh, curricular decisions, uh, where the money is going. So, so faculty push back as they should. Um, but I made a very conscious effort when I first started um, to visit every academic department at the entire university. Perfect. Um, which was something that had not been done in the past. In fact, I had several faculty who said to me, you know, you're the first president in, mm-hmm. in 20 years to actually mm-hmm. show up in my space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also engaged in a lot of meetings with faculty leadership and for me, leadership is all about relationships. Mm-hmm. It's about forming relationships, navigating relationships, um, even those relationships that are difficult, knowing when to end relationships, et cetera. Um, and, and so that, that I think, has always been a, a focal point for me. Um, so, so the good news is that when issues come up at a place like Southern, we've developed such good relationships that it's not unusual now for faculty members to find, faculty leadership in particular, to find their way into my office and say, you know, we might have a problem. Mm-hmm. So, the early, so early let's, warning try, to, let's mm-hmm. try to to talk about this. Mm-hmm. That's um, not always the case, uh, but I let people, you know, vent. And then um, when, when, when folks are done expressing themselves, I, I, I don't take it personally. I say, okay, so, so what's the solution? Mm-hmm. How do we move forward? Mm-hmm. And most importantly, um, we're in the business of students here. Yes, indeed. Um, so what is it that we need to be doing that best meets the needs of our students and ensures their success? Tremendous. Period. Tremendous. But Bahar, do you, what do you think about that? I hear, hear you nodding and I see the, your, your thought process <laughs> going on there. Um, I think a lot of, well, because I'm in the psych department, and I think okay. um, a lot of the, you know, the faculty does really... Um, enjoy having President Joe around. I even for my advisor, I was looking at his wall before he got there, and he had a little quote from President Joe oh. that I thought was really awesome. Okay. Yeah, which you probably I don't even know if you knew about it, but you know, I mean, it was just there. You know, they always post stuff there, and um, um, I think I think he's done a pretty great job. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> as long as you get your degree, <laughs> and that's and graduations on May. May. Uh, I don't know the exact date. Okay, but May <laughs> uh, around Memorial Day, or yeah. you guys kind of do it. And you've you've had a few sites for your graduation, given the size and expansion. Yep. So, do you, have you selected already? I mean, sometime, one sometime you're in Bridgeport. One day I think you were at the uh, the tennis center. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, we but. we for the last several years we've been at the Webster Arena mm-hmm. in Bridgeport. Um, we used to be at the tennis center yes. at one time. We also used to be on campus, um, but it was just so uncomfortable. Um, yeah, size wise, not, not and and between the size, between the heat, between the facilities, yeah, no parking, <laughs> um, and and we had some problems, and so uh, last last year was my first commencement at Webster, and you know, people said, oh, maybe you'll decide to bring it back. Well, it was a hundred degrees that day, 
<laughs> um, I pulled up. I walked into the Webster Arena. It was fully air conditioned. They had food. They had restrooms, and we could comfortably seat ten thousand people. It. And there was parking for everyone. Indeed. So um, my position was: I think we're going to stick with the Webster Arena. And again, that that kind of, uh, in my mind, kind of re- reinforces that your brand is just yes, you're you're, you're neighborly oriented, but you're also statewide oriented. So that's it helps, right. Helps for people to know that's that. That's right. You know, it's just up the road, road a piece. And we want people to have a, it's only 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. we want people to have a comfortable experience um, at, at, a, at a time of commencement. We, we certainly don't want them to be sure. uncomfortable. Sure. Talk a little bit about, again, you listen to the Tom Ficklin show and, and I have Bahar Musa with me and President Joe Bertolino from the Southern Connecticut State University. You had uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in. We did. And that was just incredible for me. I mean, we all have known, many of us know formerly Louis Alcindor, at least some of his exploits and his achievements and his accomplishments. But to hear him kind of a talk about almost every word that came out of his mouth had a social justice connotation. Yes, yes. <laughs> and not, 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 not that he was promoting, but just talking realistically mm-hmm. about his history, his experience, his, his economic interest, his, his foundation interest, his athletic achievements, society, growing up in New York and then going to the West Coast, just really gets you a, a sense of Americana over the last 40 years. Yes. You could just, whether you kind of agreed or not. And P, I don't think he even mentioned that people might forget that when he was in college that the dunk was, was outlawed, uh, dunking the, the basketball mm. was outlawed. So that was the Kareem Jabbar kind of, kind of rule mm-hmm. where everybody could, could, everybody could not dunk before, but since he was so, so prolific in dunking, he really changed the rules of the game. The rules of the game were changed on him <laughs> in a negative way. So just the impact personally, that's what he's done, but also with his publishing, et cetera. So do you know who's up? And you've had Madeline Albright who's been there. You've had some, I think Colin Powell has, has come. Colin Powell has been there. Um, uh, Robin Roberts has been there. Um, and we've had, uh, like I said, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, we will have a very exciting announcement oh, that will be very social justice oriented. Give us the letters. Give us the letters. The first of the letter. You'll the have letter? to invite no. me back. Okay. When sh- when, and when will that person arrive on campus? Well, I think sometime in April is when the... Okay, uh, this is 2018. Uh, uh, well, well, I mean, you're announcing the 2018. 2018, but so we, will, f- we will announce right after the holidays okay. who our speaker is going going to be in the uh, spring for the lecture series i will probably do that at the uh, spring uh state of the university address it'll be very very exciting so the person will be here in april person will be here in april so that's i mean in terms of 2018 and that, that's just so exciting where you uh kind of a you see the university becomes in terms of the entertainment standpoint with with the with the academic standpoint, with the student services, with constituent services, and then just for the general public, we have about three or four four minutes. We didn't talk that much. We alluded to your neighborhood relations, et cetera, but yes. maybe kind kind of can conclude on that because that's still kind of. Key. I know you were concat earlier and uh, the pr- promise promise scholars, but yeah. just share with us a little more if you would. Well, we have been. Um, I, I've been out and about all, all over the neighborhood and taking students as well. I think I have attended more. Uh, Rotary meetings mm-hmm. and more Chamber of Commerce meetings that I can that I can remember. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we are making the rounds to remind folks that Southern is here. We are your public university. Um, we are meeting with uh, businesses and corporations and nonprofits um, so that uh, folks will know we're a good we're a good partner. Yes, indeed. And, and we want indeed. To, we 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 ask that you uh, talk about us. Mm-hmm. Um, that you think about us, 
that when you're looking for partners and interns, that you pick up the phone and give Indeed, us a call. Very key, very key. Yes, yes, yes. Good, good. But Bahar, any kind of last words as we kind of wind down? And you're really glad that you could join us today. I know the st- <laughs> student life is very busy. I'll say that. Even if you're not yeah. in, in, if classes aren't being held, you're still, there's some pressure demands <coughs> on you. So thanks for taking the time to, yeah, to, to be here this morning. Um, yeah, well, amongst finals coming up, uh, I think this is a good little break for me. But um, yeah, I think Southern overall has really, you know, given me a lot of experience that I will use in my um, coming profession or even just going into graduate programs. Um, and I think the social justice aspect of it has really done a lot for not just myself, but for other students. So Perfect, perfect. Joe, Bahar, thank you so much. This is the Tom Ficklin Show. I can't remember who I'm going to have next Monday, but it doesn't matter. Just tune in, and, and yeah, hopefully you'll be you'll be as satisfied as you were with this show. Again, uh, President Joe Bertolino has been with us here at Southern Connecticut State University. He's been here 18 months, but he he sounds like a veteran. He sounds like I think this was this was meant for you. This was meant for you. Thank you. And and, and Bahar Musa Musa <laughs> is is joining us. And stay tuned. And uh, I think that is uh, Harry is is the mayor coming in uh, today. So the mirror don't don't go away as they say and then wait for a mirror harp to kind of share some insight and thank you very much talk to you soon thank you thank you Now you gon' face it